When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. computer screen. Tis little James Deacon. And who am I? My name is Daniel Benedictus, and we're here for this episode of Compact Dicks. It's a bit like Desert Island Dicks. The difference is you, for this is the podcast that gives you, the listener, the chance to respond and tell us who and what you think is a dick. That was so good. I, I honestly, I was watching the clock and I was thinking, how long can he put? Uh, can he do this for? I quite like beautiful. speaking in that in that kindly voice. Why don't you tell the the listeners how they can get in touch in that voice? Listeners, you can get in touch in three ways. Uh, you can email us dickspod.com slash contact, or of course you can contact us on social media. That's Instagram and Twitter at dickspod. Dan, I'm, I'm glad we're doing this podcast at this very moment because I have something I need to talk about. Okay, hit me. I, I, I very rarely have a definitive choice for the island, but mm. today it struck me that, I, that there's someone that I'd really not like to be stuck with on the island because okay. they, I find them frustrating and I don't know why I do it to myself. Ah. Almost every day when I get into work, like cause of habit, I switch everything on and then I switch the radio on and I go straight to six music, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure why, because I find Marianne Hobbs so painful. <laughs> I just, I, I don't enjoy the show and almost every day I moan about it. And today I had a revelation that I need to stop listening to it because it <laughs> makes me angry in the mornings. And so I thought, I was like, what's wrong with me today? I haven't, is it that I haven't had a coffee? Is it that I've, I like, haven't had enough to eat? And then it, I realised it was because Marianne Hobbs was on. Mm. And look, I don't li- dislike Marianne Hobbs. I just think on a desert island, it would be so frustrating to be on the island with someone that moves and talks so slowly <laughs> can you imagine you're trying to get anything done and you're like Mar- Marianne can you can you come and help me do whatever can you come and help me get some wood she's like yeah James actually yeah do you know what there's some niche wood at the back of the forest should we have a really slow walk there to go and get it and I'm like no I need wood now we're losing light Marianne yeah. so that is my choice I feel like that's my it's, choice for today that's a good choice or she'd sort of say oh here's something that I think is really good but it would just be unusable because you know <laughs> yeah. like you know she'll get really excited about a new song and you're like 
Seriously, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you get so excited about talking. Hey it guys, look at this thing I found over here. It's an abandoned rusty bucket. There's a hole in it. You're like, ah. <laughs> yeah, most, some of the stuff that she plays, I'm like, I'm like, I've got a headache. And then I realised that she's just playing the sounds of an oil drum being chucked mm. down some stairs repeatedly. <laughs> and you're like, oh, no. I think yeah. I've said this before in the podcast at mm. one point. Uh, I'm convinced mm. that she's basically a gas that people keep in a jar. You know, when those jars with like the orange seal that you can reseal, yeah. people put lentils and rice in them. And they keep her in that. And then they just like, open the studio door and just like release her slowly. And, and so gather her up at the end of the show. Like, come on, Mary. Back in your jar. Yeah, she's transparent now, but when she's been there a few hours, you can sort of make out the shape of her. Um, that's really good. I, I, ha- I, do, I do have one Marianne Hobbs story, actually. Mm. So, like, I used to produce a show on Six Music with Tom Robinson every Sunday, and one time I got the opportunity to go to the Six Music Festival and do the show from there. Very cool, right? And this year... It was in Belfast. And so we like flew over to Belfast and it it was really cool. I was like, this is great. And weirdly enough, Belfast was getting the hottest weather that it recorded in like 35 years. (laughs) It was so hot. It was like 30 degrees. Everyone there was just like, oh my God, I'm so glad you get to see Belfast like this because like it's never like this. It's normally always raining and we were just like loving it. And so I I was meeting people. I was like, wow, that's, oh my God, that's Mark Riley over there. I'm going to go talk to Mark Riley and just like stuff like that. I was getting really excited. And so one day... Tom was like, I'm going to go and watch Young Fathers on the main stage. I was like, that's cool. They're a cool band. They just like won the Mercury Prize or whatever at the time. And so he walks up and I'm walking with him. He's like, oh, there's Marianne over there. Should we go and stand with Marianne? I was like, yeah, let's go and stand with Marianne, of course. And I'm like buzzing. I'm meeting all these famous people. It is like 30 degrees. She stood there in a black trench coat (laughs) with the collar up. in the middle of the crowd and staring at the young fathers and I was like it, I literally could barely wear shorts it was so hot <laughs> and so um, uh, yeah so that was the one time I met them. amazing yeah. amazing mm-hmm. um, maybe just to stop her floating away she just needed like the, the heavy coat on or something True. Like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah I find basically six music is a weird thing like at the minute I think Huey is doing a lot of pre-records and if you because we've both worked in radio you yeah. can just hear it a mile off like he is recording his links so quickly and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> often like presenters as soon as they have to pre-record just they'll just shit them out so quickly and you can just if if he's doing it again this weekend just listen to how fast his links are because he's in the really? studio trying to get it done in half an hour oh um, he's in there and he's just like yeah that was uh, this and this is there and it's yeah done. just really fast um, my similar thing with Marianne Hobbs is often in the evening because obviously having kids we eat dinner at a stupidly yeah, early yeah. time mm. and uh, um, what's his name is on Steve Lamack is always on when we eat dinner and he does my head in it's just always mm. just talking for ages to someone that you've never heard like just a member of the public talking about their gig and then he'll yeah. just carry on and it's like I don't know this gig. I don't know who this person is. You've been talking for 15 minutes. I know, I know. And it's always just like, oh, yeah, I, uh, I remember that band. They were playing uh, with Teenage Fan Club at, uh, at the uh, Peterborough Corn Exchange. 
And uh, so shut up. <laughs> that, is, that is spot on, though. That is so good. I love you got the sound in the back of your throat. It was perfect. It was well, because, really, really uh, you know, as a broadcast, he can go quite low, but he can actually go quite high as well. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Steve Lamack really impression. If, when Steve Lamack comes on, I, it sets fear inside of me that I haven't done enough work that day and I'm going to be leaving work in the next hour and a half. So I start to panic. But um, the other week, he had a, a week-long feature where they were doing songs that related to running running for a bus. And I was like, how, how in the living fun? And here we've got Dave on... I can't do your impression, but here we've got Dave on line one. He's got a story about running for a bus. Dave, tell us about the time you run for a bus. Great. Okay, this is New Order. And it's like, I, what? Oh, for God's what? sake. What on Yeah, earth? like... He did one recently, and it was all about band T-shirts. Like, oh, tell us about your band T-shirts. I don't care that, like, some guy called Mick in Huddersfield has, like, a fucking Velvet Underground T-shirt. Like, I don't care. <laughs> why Why should I care about that? Like, this is like... I mean, that's true of lots of stuff in our world, like social media, but, like, this is like social media without any pictures. It's just, like, oh, you're just yeah. telling me that someone owns a T-shirt somewhere. That's right. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. But enough about us, Dan. I've got an email here from one of our listeners, and that's what it's all about, James. It's all about you, the listeners. Um, I This comes in from Zoe. And Zoe says, Hi, I'd like to submit a miscellaneous item to the island. We're always, I'm always encouraging people to do that because I'm just interested to see just outside, you know, we've got 200 of our episodes. Give me some different stuff, you know, give me something. Yeah, let's think outside yeah. of the dicks box. Okay, and so Zoe says, PIP, personal independence payment forms, or whoever designed them. The level of functioning and motivation required to fill one in and thus be awarded the benefit is paradoxically incompatible with the majority of people from who they are applicable to. Mm. They're also clearly designed by someone who doesn't have belief in parity of physical and mental health. Questions geared towards whether you are physically able to do rather than whether you will actually reliably do it. The process of filling one out is hugely disempowering. In fact, rather than going on the desert island, I wish the person who designed them was put in the situation they were needed to fill one in and then tried to go through the process. Perhaps then it would be designed more sympathetically. Thanks for letting me rant. Mmm, good one. Yeah, I like that. That was good. Well done, Zoe. I'm sorry that you have to go through that situation. That's very annoying. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would say given the government for the last 12 years, it's entirely likely that they did design it like that on purpose because they assumed that, like, there's so much... I just, you know, benefits are needed by certain people mm. for real reasons, but it's mm. like... Just the narrative is always like, oh, well, they should be able to work. What? You can't see them limping? Well, they should be on a bike getting to work then. And, yeah. um, you know, fuck it. There's, there's a vast, complicated world of problems out there for lots of people. So, yeah, yeah last thing you need is like to make it really hard to access the help you need. Yeah, make it easy for, for people. It just is 
yeah it just makes sense come on guys for fuck's sake i had to fill out some forms like that for my mum once and like yeah it took it was sort of like doing a job application you know when you go oh fuck i'll just have to do this and come back to it later and it's like you're just trying to get help for someone and it's Aye, 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 come on guys, sort it out. Um, Dan, I feel like we've been talking for a while and it's just happened out of nowhere, but it's at this midway point in the podcast that I feel like we should get some insight from my elder, from my father, John Deacon, uh, who has some suggestions for the podcast this week. Hi James, hi Dan, great episode this week, Dan, with comedian Michael Akadiri, with his choice of... Dwayne The Rock Johnson and it being BAFTA's week I've chosen my recommendations around film and television. My first recommendation is Omid Jalili's episode. Omid chose Brad Pitt when he worked with him on the film Spy Game. He told a brilliant anecdote about um, when Brad told him a story about when he was married to Jennifer Aniston and he relayed the story to a journalist who took it out of context and a magazine actually printed the fact that Omid was the reason why Brad and Jennifer split up. So that is a brilliant episode. My next recommendation is a Lucy Porter's episode. Lucy Porter um, had a great story about Faye Dunaway and the fact that when she used to work in television production she had to babysit Faye Dunaway she told a story how Faye was an absolute bloody nightmare. That is also a brilliant episode. Next, I'd like to recommend comedian Sanjeev Kohli's episode. Sanjeev shows the actor Lawrence Fox and told him anecdotal stories and the fact that he thought that uh, Lawrence Fox was an entitled prick. But on a personal note, I've actually worked on um, the series Lewis, which uh, all starred Lawrence Fox. And um, I can confirm the fact that he is an entitled prick. Um, And he gave off the impression that he didn't really want to be there um, like somebody that was forced to do a job that they didn't really want to do. So that's on a personal note. So my recommendations for this week are Omid Jalili's episode from April 2022, Lucy Porter's episode from May 2019, and Sanjeev Kohli's episode from January 2022. I hope you enjoy. Cheers. Bye. Thank you, John. What about those, hey? Lawrence Fox. I forgot about Lawrence Fox. He just kind of disappeared into the nothingness. A bit of personal insight from John as well. Golden. Oh, I wonder nice. if he can give us some more insight. He spent a, a short period of time as a like doing extra work in TV and films. Mm. Thank you very much, Dad. Excellent suggestions, as always. And listen to the man. Yeah, listen to, and that's why he says it. Go back and listen to those episodes. Yeah, I forgot about Omid Jalili and uh, the Brad Pitt story. That's great. Maybe we'll um, republish that one. I mean, obviously, oh, you can just go and find yeah. it yourself, but maybe we'll put it front and centre soon so that people can... People can be drawn to it because, yeah, he says some quite salacious things in there. He does, actually. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, James, I've got an email here from Sophie, and she says, Hi, dick chicks. I'd like to nominate a food choice for the island, and that is crackers, as in the ones you'd have with cheese. Cream cracker, water biscuit. They're the least creamy or watery food product ever made. Why name the world's driest food after a liquid? It makes no sense. 
I love cheese, yeah. but I don't see why I need to make that less pleasurable by putting the delicious cheese on something dry, tasteless, and so crumbly, I get so covered in tiny particles, I might as well be eating in a sand pit. Also, the idea of being stuck on an island with only crackers to eat makes me gag at the thought of how dry my mouth would be. Thanks for the dicks, Sophie. Oh, Sophie, that is top draw. I like... Mate, I'd love to know why they were named after... Like water and cream. Yeah, do you That's know what I mean? so like, weird. Do you think this person that tried it was just like, I tell you what, people are idiots. I'm going to trick them into believing that this is more moist than it is. Did you know the country Greenland was named Greenland to encourage settlers? Because it's like a very cold place. And no, they deliberately named it. it as like a marketing exercise to encourage people. But it's, it's, it's pretty cold. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to have been there, that moment where someone went, ah... I know what we'll do. And a whole room of people clapped and, you know, lit a cigar and poured something nice to drink. Yeah. You know, like we say. We'll call it the Big Tasty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll call it the Water Biscuit. Oh, yeah, but genius. it's so dry. Shut up, Clarence. <laughs> thank you very much, Sophie. That was so good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. And, uh, yeah, thank you to everyone who gets in touch regularly. As I say, you can get us on Instagram and Twitter at DicksPod. Or you can email us dickspod.com slash contact. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, just even just message us. If it's easier, just message us to say hello and we'll read a few out next week. Yeah, just tell us yeah. what you're up to. That's fine. Yeah. We're, not, we're not proud. Why we're not? not? Picky. Yeah. Um, Dan, this has been great. Should we do this again sometime? I would fucking love that, James. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just love to see you in person one day. Yeah, well, you know, we'll keep hoping. But until then... We can meet face to face over the internet and talk about dicks. How about that? Oh, I wouldn't. I would like nothing more. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>